the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's my favorite night of the week. It is Monday. Oh, my. Yeah. We don't really have a, a, a specific Monday sound effect for y'all. Maybe we need to work on that. Something, uh, something a little more interesting than oh, my. Because um, this is my favorite day of the week because I get to come here and share this hour with you guys. Actually, two hours now. Um, Breaking news happening tonight. I'm excited to share with you guys, even though it involves Joe Biden. That's right. I can give credit where credit is due, although I don't know if he had anything to do with it. So we're going to share some breaking news um, in relation to the war on terror with them in a moment. Do you guys know what Biden bucks are? Who knows what Biden bucks are? Yeah. And I'm and, and the Biden bucks I'm going to be sharing with you guys tonight and what he plans to buy with those bucks are not the same Hunt as as the Hunter Biden bucks and how uh Hunter, what and what Hunter Biden was buying uh with this uh, uh Hunter Biden bucks. We've got a war on the Second Amendment happening in this country, and we've got a sheriff. It's been a long time since I had a sheriff on the show. Y'all know I do love me some law enforcement. And uh, Sheriff Songer from Washington State, who was given the award for Constitutional Sheriff of the Year for 2019 at the Arizona uh, Sheriff's Association meeting. Uh, Sheriff Bob Songer, who uh, will be with us tonight, he's got a plan for what to do should any ATF agents decide they're going to conduct any home raids. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that, because let me tell you, all y'all think that there there's video that's been going around that's gone viral of I believe it's in the state of Tennessee where they're doing they're doing knock knocks. Going around, hey, we see that you've got some weapon, you've got multiple weapons registered. Um, you know, we, we want to see what you got here. So you want to stay tuned for Sheriff Songer. Who would have thought out of Washington State we might have a, a true law enforcement uh, man, a lawman who sees that it's his job to uphold the law called the U.S. Constitution. And we want to hear from you, 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Uh, before I open up the phones to calls and share the breaking news with you guys tonight, I got to bring in this man. I think Monday's his favorite day of the week, too, because he gets to come in and hang out with me. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. And I was going to play a sound effect, but uh, yeah, I like hanging out with you, Andrea, but uh, no, 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 no. We need to fast forward to Friday. <laughs> Already? <laughs> it's only Monday. Let's call it like we see it. Okay. Um all right. Well, there was. Break- but it is good to be with you. Well, well thank you. I, I think it's good to be with me, too. <laughs> um, did you guys hear the breaking news? 
The Biden administration, Biden made an announcement today that he, he announced the death of Al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri in a U.S. airstrike. And we are going to play a clip from you. He, he did a press conference today and he explained what happened. Skins, if you could please play. Okay. Well, we are going to play that clip for you in a moment. Let's remind you guys who uh, Al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri was. He was Biden's right-hand man. Uh, Biden. There's a slip. My Freudian slip. (laughs) Uh, He was Osama bin Laden's uh, right-hand man, and he did help coordinate the 9-11 attacks uh, on the U.S. And it's interesting because this kind of came out of nowhere because when was the last time we heard any administration talk about the war on terror? Only the only the only war on terror they they want to act as though is happening is they want to declare American citizens domestic violence extremist. Who's who's talked about Al Qaeda and the Islamic war on terror? Not anybody in a long time. But here's what Biden had to say today about what went down. At my direction, the United States successfully concluded an airstrike in Kabul, Afghanistan, that killed the Emir of Al Qaeda, Iman Al Zawiri. <laughs> You know, Zawiri was uh, bin Laden's leader. He was with him all the, the whole time. He was his number two man, his deputy at the time of terrorist attack 9-11. He was deeply involved in the planning of 9-11. One of the most responsible for the attacks that murdered 2,977 people on American soil. For decades, he was a mastermind behind attacks against Americans, including the bombing of the USS Cole in 2000, which killed 17 American sailors and wounded dozens more. He played a key role, a key role in the bombing of U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania, killing 224 and wounding over 4,500 others. He carved a trail of murder and violence against American citizens, American service members, American diplomats and American interests. And since the United States delivered justice to bin Laden 11 years ago, Zawahiri has been a leader of al-Qaeda, the leader. From hiding, he coordinated al-Qaeda's branches and all around the world, including setting priorities for providing operational guidance that call for and inspired attacks against U.S. targets. He made videos, including the recent weeks, calling for his followers to attack the United States and our allies. Now, justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more. All right, well, that's good news. I'm going to give uh, credit to the Biden administration. I have to quibble, though, with he said, you know, um, uh, he he gave the direction. Uh, Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't say that Biden gave you any kind of uh, military direction in terms of mission. Um, but clearly, obviously, as the commander in chief, he would have had to given a go ahead. He would have had to given the approval uh, for this for this attack. Um, I'm not sure he mentioned that Al-Zawahiri uh, was also um, believed to have plotted the attack on the USS Cole in Yemen, which killed 17 U.S. sailors. This was a really, really evil man. Um, I, I have to say. That I'm actually shocked that uh, that he has eluded capture as long as he has. I think that this, don't get me wrong, I think this is a major success tonight. You long-time Andrew Acacia listeners know that I get really upset every year as we approach, as we are, next month, the anniversary of 9-11 and everybody hashtagging never forget when we've clearly forgotten about this war on terror. I'm glad that this man was taken out. And by the way, you know, it's... uh, 
I realize it was late in the day, but I mean, could we at least could he not have mustered up some energy to at least pronounce this man, this man's name right? I mean, how about how about some we every time our commander in chief, particularly when he's going to be talking about national security threats, he must at least try to sound like he's got some strength to him. He, you know, as he's as he's weary, weary. I'm thinking you sound weary. You sound like a weary old man, and that, that's not the tone. It's like at that point, don't even come to the microphone or have somebody else come to the microphone and give this speech. Good grief. Um, but anyway, when it comes to um, this attack, I'm glad that he was taken out. 11 years, though, since Osama bin Laden was taken out. You have to wonder why it took so long. Maybe if our intelligence communities hadn't spent the last six of the of the last 11 years trying to conspire and figure out how they can stop Donald Trump from winning the election, how they could unseat him once he won the election. Remember, the, remember, everything related to Crossfire Hurricane and the Russian collusion hoax was all done under the auspice of it being an intelligence operation. Right. And that way they didn't have to follow the same rules of the road and the same laws related to our court system in which you have to if it's an intelligence operation, it's not the same as our court system in which, you know, in terms of investigative powers and things like um, the Fourth Amendment. Right. And probable cause. When it's under the guise of the intelligence community. I think he should have been found prior to in the last 11 years. What took so long? And I want to know, okay, so you've taken him out. If if you know that he's done videos, you know he's been, been trying to, just in recent weeks, I think Biden talked about, uh, trying to uh, get, you know, his allies and his other terrorists and his other terrorists um, to continue to attack the United States. Um, why didn't he talk about additional efforts to route out any additional Islamic terrorists? I was thinking about that, actually, Andrea, during the speech. There's actually one line I have it queued up uh, that, yes, it fits the situation. Glad they took him out. But the wording of it gives me concern because then you also get back to what, we, what we've been dealing with here at home when he's calling all of the Trump supporters domestic terrorists. Yeah, his language is harsher against American citizens in this country. And the intelligence communities are working with it, it, for the United States of America are coordinating with the FBI and the Department of Justice to round up American citizens and throw them in jail simply for their political opinion. Our counterterrorism organization in this country is targeting American citizens. It's not okay. Great, the CIA dropped a bomb and took it out Zuhiri, right? What? Uh, meanwhile, we've got we've got we've got some breaking border news for you guys tonight. Allegedly, meanwhile, we've got a, we've got an, an immigration center set up in Tijuana uh, that is intended to house. Members of the Iranian Republican Guard, which is a terrorist organization, and they're being they're going to be housed in this facility in Tijuana because they're trying to come here to the United States of America. And the Biden administration, he's coming out bragging about taking out al-Zawahiri, while at the same time he has removed any any um, obstacles to somebody from the terrorist organization known as the Iranian Republican Guard from immigrating into the United States of America. We've had at least 15 terrorists from the terrorist watch list come across our open border. I don't really want to hear Joe Biden bragging about anything related to stopping terrorist attacks in the United States of America. 
I think they probably stumbled upon this dude. Oh, here's Al Zawahiri. Okay, let's take him out. Because because if I'm to believe otherwise, I'm I've got to either believe that they just stumbled upon him and haven't really been searching, or I've got to believe our intelligence community is really pretty inept that it took eleven years to find this guy. Or maybe they're not, or maybe they're not inept. And as I said, they've just been so hamstrung with focusing on counterterrorism efforts in order to infiltrate basement dwelling potheads to cook up a phony Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot to affect the outcome of an election in October 2020. Right now, our intelligence community, at least for the past five or six years, has really been focused on how they can basically control the outcome of elections. That's really what their goal has been. Not routing out bad guys. And if the Biden administration cared anything at all, like I said, about Islamic terror, we wouldn't have the open border that we've got. We wouldn't have people from over uh, upwards of 150 com- countries coming across our southern border. Lara Logan reported over the weekend, and uh, uh, nobody's been able to verify this. She did not show any proof of this, um, but she was given a speech and said that, the, that she spoke to members of the Border Patrol who told her that they were handing out Social Security numbers to illegal aliens coming across the border. I have no idea. Uh, I cannot verify that. I'm just sharing what Lara Logan, what Lara Logan has reported. But even uh, and so hopefully if if that is true and these Border Patrol agents have told her and according to her, she heard this from agents who were themselves the ones handing out the Social Security numbers. Hopefully she will come forth um, with some with, you know, some some documentation for that. Um, but w- there's clearly terrorists. Coming across, we had I, Todd Bensman reported that there was still a bolo. There was actually a bolo. I don't know that he's ever been apprehended. There was a be on the lookout for a Yemeni terrorist that Mexico was supposed to detain, and they just let him go. So, my congratulations to the Biden administration is only going to go so far on this. Um, and 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 let me tell you something else. Um, he did mention the word Islamic terror once. He mentioned Al-Qaeda. What they want to continue to try to put forth is that the only threat from Islamic terror is organizational related, right? One of, the, one of the reasons why I first started bringing Dr. Sebastian Gorkin on my show years ago is he said, the term lone wolf is a term meant to make you stupid. As though the, the war on terror is one if you just take out the head of the snake of an organization. Do you guys know how many Islamic terrorist organizations there are out there? The list is so long, I can't even keep, keep track of them. Uh, one, one, of, one group of which uh, attacked and killed Americans on September 11th in 2012 in a little place called Benghazi, which was a terrorist attack that was planned that the Obama administration with Joe Biden as vice president uh, had warnings of. There was over 400 requests for additional security from the Americans on the ground, and it was denied. And then as Americans fought for their life for 13 hours on rooftops, this same Joe Biden as vice president and Barack Obama as president and Hillary Clinton as secretary of state left, left them to be slaughtered. So let's remind everybody that Joe Biden... And the Democrats really don't have anything to brag about when it comes to fighting the war on terror. So what are Zuckerbucks? Uh, not Zuckerbucks, Biden bucks. They're kind of a take on Zuckerbucks. And what are they meant to do? They're meant to buy votes and to steal the election and the midterms this coming fall. We're going to share with you guys what this is all about. A little executive order 
called one, Executive Order 14019. And I can't for the life of me figure out why there's not more in conservative media and Republicans talking about this, but we will after the break. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, okay, so on Friday night show, I was telling you guys I've been hearing about this executive order from uh, Biden and what he did and how it was basically an attempt to hijack our elections going forward. But I didn't have the details and I wanted to do some research on it before I shared this with you guys because I, I I wasn't really sure. I hadn't been seeing this in, in the news or, or hearing it on my conservative outlets. And I didn't want to, you know, give details that were incorrect. And... um I only saw this on, I can't remember if it was news. I think it was Chris Salcedo's show on Newsmax. It was Friday afternoon. So I dug around and it actually took me a little bit to find some information because that's how little anybody's talking about this. And it's like, uh, um, okay, I get your Fox News and, you know, uh, Murdoch's, not Murdoch or whatever, you know, the, the sons are of, I guess it's Murdoch, Lachlan Murdoch, the, the boys, they're banning Trump because, you know, and Dinesh D'Souza and they won't talk 2000 mules. I mean, you know, I get that, but you would think that there'd be more Republicans and more conservatives and media talking about this. Instead, we're here in red wave. There's a red wave in November, red wave in November. And we were like, not so fast. Um, first of all, I've got some polling information to share with you guys later on that, that is concerning about what's happening, um, in, as, as we're going into the midterms. But you, the Democrats, there's a reason why they got silent after they didn't get HR1. Remember how they floated HR1, which was their way to centralize the elections and basically do a federal steal to, to federalize all of our elections. And, it kind of dropped and people were like, oh, okay, that's dead. HR1 is dead. Well, you know, HR1 may be dead, but do you think the steel is, is dead? I mean, this is like, I never watched any of those ocean movies, but you know, I mean, this is basically, they're sitting around. Um, they're good. Are they? Are they? I'm not, you know, I, I suddenly, I stopped being. I think you would like them. You think so? Okay. Um, I'm not the biggest George Clooney fan, um, but I do like a good caper. So I think we've got HR1, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I guess I, I haven't seen those movies, but I would imagine like in a caper when they're going to pull off a steal, they don't like tell everybody about it, right? I mean, they kind of do it behind the scenes. They're kind of cheeky about it. You know, they kind of think of ways in which they're going to like break in the vault or whatever and do it behind the scenes. So that's kind of what's going on here, right? In fact, what happened was, and and so many conservatives were like, look, what happened with 2000 mules can't happen again because Zucker Zuckerberg, who paid uh, for so much of those drop mail and drop those mail and ballot drop boxes. Zuckerberg says, I'm not going to pay the money again this year. So conservatives were like, OK, good problem solved. Well, wait a second. Those bucks are being replaced with Biden bucks. And the same plan is in place. We had uh, Diamond and Silk was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and they have bumper stickers out that you can get that say it took 2,000 mules to install a jack blank in the White House. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know how many mules. The mules this go round are actually within the U.S. government. 
get this. Here's how it's going to work. This is their get out the vote scheme. Uh, Executive Order 14019. This is an article from Washington Times that was written by an or <clears throat> written by a guy named Russell Vaught. V-O-U-G-H-T. Vote. I don't know how to say it. He is the um, director of the Office of Management in Budget and is the president of the Center for Renewing America. Uh, his co-author here is Taryn Bragdon. She's president and CEO of the Foundation for Government Accountability. Um, so um, the uh, according to this article, the unprecedented executive order directs federal agencies to adopt and execute plans to expand voter registration and voter participation. Well, at first blush, you might go, oh, well, that's great. The federal government's going to expand voter registration and voter um, participation, except a couple of things. That's not what their job is. Our election is supposed to be handling at the state level. The article explains, uh, uh, you know, appropriately that the, this, the problem with this plan is that it's unconstitutional. The Biden administration explained uh, this plan as, quote, promoting access to voting. That's what they we got to give access. We've got to increase access. Well, first of all, there's nothing in the Constitution that says you get granted access, i.e. convenience and whatever you want. But the Democrats always like to, to use the word access to try to justify their their hijacking of something as a part of the U.S. government. Or um, we've got to provide access to abortion as though if we as though somebody's in, as though somebody's got a right to something that is not enumerated in the Constitution. We've got to give somebody access. Why? No, first of all, no, you don't have to give access. And second of all, it's unconstitutional for this administration to be involving anything related to access to elections. Um, So this Foundation for Government Accountability sent freedom of information requests to the executive branch agencies to learn more about, you know, what their plans were. Um, The request went unanswered, so they filed uh, with the courts. So there was a ruling on July 12th in their lawsuit in which the court did did demand that the DOJ provide prior to the midterm elections the documents. Um, But, you know, in, in the meantime, what's going on here? Well, in the meantime, um, they federally funded this. It's um, it's basically the same Zuckerbuck Zuckerberg initiative that we're quote supposed to assist state and local election officials. Um, but the play, it's the same play because what happened? Which first of all, the Zuckerbuck's plan was illegal. That has been confirmed by multiple courts. We're not supposed to have private organizations involving themselves and getting entwined with our state uh, elections. Second of all, like in the state of Pennsylvania, it was discriminatory and found to be discriminatory because there was far more ballot drop-off boxes in Democrat districts than Republican districts. So what they found, according to this article, is that multiple multiple federal agencies have laid out plans to use the Biden bucks to transform their offices into voter registration agencies or VREs. So now your Department of Labor is now going to be a voter registration agency. In fact, the Department of Labor announced it's going to designate 2,300 American job centers as VREs. Not 2,300 employees, 2,300 centers. HUD is also going to get involved. Uh, They've unveiled plans to designate public housing agencies as VRAs. Even though they had previously been on the record stating that they were barred from, from participating 
and such activities because these are actually in violation, according to this article, um, they are in violation of the National Voter Registration Act, which expressly grants states the power to designate additional VRAs. So this is all unconstitutional. It's all being happening behind the scenes. Department of Labor, HUD, and who knows who else are going to now be centers to do ballot harvesting, mail-in ballots, and basically steal the midterm elections. And nobody's talking about it. What this organization is saying to do is that, that they're suggesting that uh, this under that people start screaming basically that this is an un, un, underhanded attempt to use taxpayers' dollars to influence influence our elections. They're using our own money to steal this election away from us. So they're calling on uh, state policymakers to act now to prevent Biden bucks from influencing our elections. I haven't seen any governors talking about. It. I haven't even seen. I haven't even seen DeSantis talking about this. She, uh, this article goes on to say states can order state agencies to ignore federal guidance about VRAs and pass legislation barring state agencies from seeking to become VRAs. Additionally, states can increase their oversight over federal guidance relation relating to election activities, as well as increase their oversight over federal funding for the administration of elections. And states can also simply decline to designate federal agencies such as the U.S. Department of Labor and others as VRAs. And they can keep the Biden administration from using taxpayer funded resources and federal offices in the states to basically steal our elections. This is really scary. Here it is. You were right, Skins. You were like, you know what? There's a reason Nancy Pelosi isn't worried. And here it is. He just decided with a stroke of a pen that he was going to use our, your own money, taxpayers, to steal the election for the Democrats. People are talking about a red wave. But my question is, has anything changed? No, nobody's talking about it. Nothing's changed. I haven't heard a peep about it from anybody at the at the state level on any red state. I don't expect Avin Newsom to be talking about it. Oh, we're going to take a break. We come back. The Democrats signed their, uh, passed their assault weapons ban or reinstated their assault weapons ban. We know that what's going on is an assault on our Second Amendment. We've got a special guest coming up, Sheriff Bob Songer. Guess what he plans to do should any ATF agents decide to do some door knocking and home raids? This man is bold, and you're going to hear from him when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You longtime Andrea K. Show listeners and those who follow me on social media know that I say so many times over and over, I could never be in law enforcement. I don't have the patience, particularly with dealing with these, seeing what's happening on these streets with these bad guys. Um, and now it seems as though we don't just have a problem in America in terms of the criminal element running around the streets trying to steal and rob and, and create mayhem. We actually got a problem for law enforcement that involves other law enforcement, including the ATF. And joining me now to discuss what's going on and what his plan for the ATF in his state of Washington is Sheriff Bob Songer. He is the sheriff of Click Attack. 
County in Washington State. I love that name. Y'all know I love words. And he has taken a stance to protect the Second Amendment rights of the people in his county, which I just love so much. And the other law enforcement agency question at issue here is the ATF, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which, full disclosure, y'all know I love because my dad's first cousin spent his entire career at ATF and ended up a big. And I'm shocked to hear that they are doing raids on people's homes. And he joins me now to discuss, Sheriff Songer does, uh, what his plans are to deal with this if it happens in his state of Washington. Hi, Sheriff Songer. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you. Uh, I hope things are going good for you folks. Well, um, you know, it's hard to complain in San Diego, Sheriff Songer, because I don't know if you've been here, but it's kind of nice. <laughs> yes, I've been there before. It is nice. There's yes. No about it. Well, Washington State's absolutely beautiful as well. The Pacific Northwest is. Um, I, You know, we think around the rest of the country that it's just nothing but far left people, that nobody has respect for the Constitution. We saw this Chaz or Chop thing happen in Washington or maybe... Maybe that was Portland, it was Pacific Northwest. And I think it's good for people to know around the country that there are those, especially in law enforcement like yourself, who care about our constitutional rights and are actually there to protect it. Absolutely. You bet. Well, you know, Seattle, uh, we don't like to be branded with Seattle because that's on the west side of the Cascades. And... uh, They've got a bunch of Looney Tunes over there, politicians as well. <laughs> uh, I feel for the law enforcement officers that um, they're ordered by the mayor to stand down. And, of course, they don't stand down. They just replace it, the chief with the new chief, you know, that will follow the orders. Um, however, with elected sheriffs, it's a little different. You, your boss is the people you serve. Not the politicians, not the governor, not the attorney general, not the county commissioners or city council. It's the people that elected you to office. That's who you serve. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to I like to think that, and I know this to be a fact, that most of the sheriffs, there's 39, well, actually 38 ones appointed now, 38 elected sheriffs in the state of Washington. And I think most of those sheriffs are very constitutional type sheriffs. I might be more outspoken about it, but I know personally a handful of them that I personally know are constitutional, very much so. But what I'm about to say is that the sheriff's primary job, primary job, yeah, his job is to throw bad guys in jail. We like to think we do a good job at that. And he has a jail responsibility, civil process, and all these other duties. But his primary job, because when bad people violate other people's rights, is to inter- interpose, stand up for the person that's getting their rights violated. And what happens when government becomes a bad guy? That's when the sheriff really has to do his job. Because mm-hmm. he's not only sworn to do it, but under oath uh, that he's taken to support the Constitution of the U.S. Constitution and the state Constitution. His job is to make damn sure that the citizens' rights are not being violated by government. Right. And that seems to be what's happening with ATF around the country. Um, You issued a statement um, that included the fact that it appears at this time ATF agents are making surprise home visits 
in the states of Indiana, Nevada, and Arizona. Shocked at Nevada and, and Arizona as well. And Biden's home state of, of Delaware. Um, that, you, that, and, and they're, what they're doing is, according to your statement, they're using something called the 1968 Gun Act as their authority. They're following up on an approved form 4473 background check where it, you purchase two or more firearms at a time. They're looking, they're trying to find what they call straw purchases where somebody goes and buys, if you've bought two or more firearms, I guess, they're suspicious you might be trying to sell one or give one to somebody else who didn't pass the background check. That's the ruse, right? Um, And so you had a message for the ATF agents if they decide to do these in in your county. What was that? Yes, if if I may, I'll just read portions of that. If you are contacted by, this is to our citizens in Clickitack County, if you are contacted by ATF agent or any other federal agent asking to inspect firearms you have purchased, you can do the following if you do not want to cooperate with the agents. Of course, you have that choice. Number one, ask the agents to show you their search warrant to inspect your firearms. The warrant must be signed by a judge, not a stamp signature, but a signature. Ask them if the sheriff is aware of them contacting people in our county. Tell the agents to leave your property. If they refuse, they are trespassing. Number four, Call the Clickitack County Sheriff's Office and report the incident. I, my, and I give out my cell number. Wow, that's extraordinary. 509-261-1833 and the office number, 509-773-4455. In my opinion, these visits by ATF agents are nothing more than a fishing expedition to see what guns you have purchased or have in your possession. I believe this type of conduct by the ATF agent is an infringement on your Second Amendment rights under the U.S. Constitution and the Washington State Constitution. If the ATF agent does not have a search warrant signed by a judge and you have told them to leave your property and they refuse to do so, call me and I will make contact with the agents and if they still refuse to leave, I will personally arrest the ATF agents for criminal trespass in the second degree and book them into our Kittitat County Jail. Wow. That's quite the pushback um, against an overreaching federal government that is preying upon and trying to bully American citizens and basically take their guns. Because that's really what this is. This is the precursor step for that. And yep. uh, under the guise of, of um, you know... Um, ending gun violence, right? And the kind of language that they use. What kind of response have you gotten, if any, from from ATF? Well, actually, I have gotten no response from ATF or the FBI yet anyway. And uh, but I've got a tremendous positive response from the citizens that I work for in this county. I got a couple negative responses. uh, I won't it's not fit for radio. (laughs) Of course. But, But you know what? When you get those kind of responses, you know you're over the target. Absolutely. And I think that it's it's really frightening 
what's going on. And, you know, there was a time and I know that, you you know, I don't know, maybe you are ex-military, but this assault yes. on our freedoms, um, there was a time in this country where uh, we conservatives or, or uh, traditionalists understand that the Second Amendment was not just about, you know, our right to, to go hunt and fish. It was about to protect us against an overreaching government that might be trying to come for us. And there was a time where we, we believed that our U.S. military would stand in the gap if it ever got to that. And 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 I always kind of thought of ATF as buying, being kind of in the same vein as the U.S. military. It's shocking to me that they're involved well, it in is. this. It is. And, you know, there are ATF agents that are very honorable people. But unfortunately, from the, and I'm going to say it, the Biden administration particularly, uh, they're getting marching orders to do this kind of nonsense. At least it appears that way. And, uh, of course, you know, we know the president has come on TV and said, we're going to take your AR-15s mm-hmm. and rattle down a lot of rhetoric. But uh, bottom line is, you hit it on the nail head, that our Second Amendment was put in place by our forefathers for a very purpose, for a very reason. They just finished the Revolutionary War, and they knew what it meant to, for people to be able to bear arms and that they, and it shall not be infringed. And uh, unfortunately, what we're seeing our government do is chip away at that Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And if they can destroy the Second Amendment, your First Amendment and the rest of those amendments might as well be flushed down the toilet. Absolutely. Because then you have no way to combat that kind of government. Well, I thank you for what you're doing to combat it in your state. The and and you did it proactively. You didn't wait until the raids started happening. You were like, "Nah, I see this going down in other places, and it ain't going to happen in, in my neck of the woods here." Sheriff Songer, we thank you so much for being here tonight. And um, if you're running, are you running for reelection? Did you did you want to direct yes, anybody yeah. to your to your campaign? Well, I'm, they can go online and look for Bob Songer, Clickatack County Sheriff. Um, and they can call me personally at that cell number, five, and I'll give them my personal cell, 509-261-0433. And I might want to add that, you know, it's just not that we stood up for against the um, COVID violations that government was trying to push down everybody's throat. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I came out very clear and said I would not enforce that against our citizens. Thank you. Distancing or the mask or the shots or any of that nonsense. If a person wants to get a shot, wear a mask, do it. But you don't have to. You're not forced to. That's your decision. But one thing quickly, I know we're on a short time here. I want to reach out to Sheriff Richard Mack, the president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, which I'm a member of, a lifetime member, and and I'm very proud of the fact that I was awarded in 2019 for sticking up against what I feel is an unconstitutional gun law in this state. And I was awarded uh, Constitutional Sheriff of the Year. And Lauren Cope, who was running for Congress in our district, a police chief at the time in the city of Republic, also stood up against I-1639. And he was awarded the uh, uh, Peace Officer of the Decade. And I am proud to serve with those kind of folks. And I know we got a lot of good constitutional sheriffs in our state that will stand against this abuse of our Second Amendment. Well, they're all heroes, as are you. And I, and I thank you for what you're doing. And we, we, we need more people 
like you in this country in positions of authority to be standing up for our constitutional rights. God bless you, Bob Songer, Sheriff Songer. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Take good care. All right, now you guys take a skinny, tiny little break. Go get a little refresher and um, come on back because we've got more coming up. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking to uh, what Skins and I consider at least a solid nominee for Hero of the Week already. And it's only Monday. And we were talking, uh, and that was uh, Sheriff Bob Songer out of Washington State, who says, ATF, man, you trying to do some raids in here? Uh, uh, you know, you'll see yourself in Not cuffs. in my neck of the woods. Not in my neck of the woods. There's a real sheriff in town. And his name is Bob Songer. Who remembers that movie? What movie? I don't. 48 Hours. Oh, I, I've seen it. Not one of my favorites. I, that was awesome. Who does it? 888-344-1170. I actually... 48, uh, 48 Hours. Okay, I want to hear from you people. Are you with me? 48 Hours is one of the best comedies of all time. Best buddy comedies. Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Reggie Hammond. See, part of the problem is I'm not a big Nick Nolte fan. 888-344-1170. He was great in that movie. He was the great straight man to Eddie Murphy. I could go on He's and on. He's better in Lethal Weapon. Um, Nick Nolte was not in oh, Lethal no, Weapon. No, that's uh, Gary Busey's in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, Gar- Gary Busey. No, Gary Busey's not in the in first Le- one, yes. Gary Busey? I don't think Gary Busey. 888-344-1170. No, man, I got to play another... <laughs> We can't, we can't hear. Gary Busey was not a lethal weapon. I think you're, are you one of them was. I don't think either Nick Nolte or or Eddie Murphy was in or Gary Busey was in lethal Gary weapon. Busey looking at it right here. And lethal weapon. Correct. Which one? First one. Oh, see, I think I I don't know. I ever saw the first one. The first okay. one is the best. One. No, the second one when Joe Pesci was the best one. You, who wants to break this tie here? Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Okay, so um, I don't. AOC is probably not going to. AOC has has a, a group of heroes, and it doesn't exactly match mine. Um, she actually was, met with a group of patriots that she's so proud of. This is painful. Uh, it, well, yeah, um, yeah, it's painful listening to her anytime she opens her mouth. Um, but this is so ridiculous. Uh, we have to play this clip for you guys. Um, Skins, please play clip six. The people who change what people think are artists and drag queens. And let's not forget who threw that first break at Stonewall. Yes. You know, that is what led to us passing the Equality Act in the House in this term. Marriage equality. It starts with you. I mean, your patriots. You are. You are. You are patriots. And I'm so proud of you all. I'm so proud to live in this country with you and with your mother and with all of us as family. Girl, yes, queen. That's what I was waiting to to hear one of them say to her. Um, Look, I've said many times before, drag queens, you know, is, is, you know, it's a form of entertainment. You want to be a drag performer? Be a drag performer. I don't care. You want to go to drag shows? Go to drag shows. What? How, do, how does this? How does this become some patriotic movement? How does that equate to patriotism? 
Are you kidding me? What does these people sacrifice? Yeah, a patriot is somebody who volunteers to join the U.S. military and goes and risks their life for this country. Putting on some bad makeup and strutting around in a thong does not exactly make you some hero for the United States of America. I mean, this, she's gone too far now. I didn't even know I had this in me. This, this is uh, patriots. I mean, there's when they're going here. I mean, there's no uh, wow. People who change that what people think. You're not a hero when you change what people think. It's called indoctrination, right? It's called mind, emotional, psychological abuse. Is what's going on here, and that's not exactly patriotic. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to talk a little R word recession. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 